Hello and welcome to episode 53, where we're talking about releasing fear, shame, doubt, and worry from making your boss decisions. Now, if you are someone who, you know, has aspirations to grow your coaching business, uh, grow your business in general, and become wealthy or be a high achiever, a high earner, and do things that most people don't get to do in their lifetime, then you surely want to listen to this episode because we're going to unpack some of the things that I know for sure is holding you back, that has held me back, uh, that I really want to free us all from when it comes to making decisions that can literally change the trajectory of our lives and the lives of our children and our children's children and our legacy and beyond. So let's go ahead and get started. Hello and welcome to Activate Your Massive Brand with Tanya Watkins. This podcast was created for professional and creative women in business who are looking to create a personal brand that stands out, package their greatness and monetize their hustle. Tanya, the founder of Massive Brand Consulting, is a high-ticket monetization coach and brand expert who believes that with smart hustle and savvy marketing strategies, you can become a boldly confident influencer in your market, build a loyal and engaged community, and create much more than a six-figure business. All right, so this episode came about because lately I've been, like, overly and awkwardly humble about some of the things that I've been able to accomplish. And it's just kind of getting weird. Like, so most people, when they see or they hear that I'm still operating my business with my five month old, that I have a 16 year old, obviously we all know those of us who are married, the girlies that get it, get it. Marriage ain't no joke. Right? So there's that. Uh, obviously my coaching business and of course my real estate company as well. So there's a lot of things that I am doing that I have done. Um, even my career, it just, you know, there's a, I do have a lot of accomplishments. And the funny thing is I was listening to Layla Hermosi, um, who's one of my, I adore her, but the way she talks about her accomplishments and also that of Alex's accomplishments are very matter of fact. It's not like, oh, teehee, like I did a little, it's like, no, we make multi-million dollar mega companies and that is our thing. And the way she talks about how she spends her time and, you know, how she achieves success and how disciplined she is, it is very matter of fact. It is not like, oh, well, I kind of dibble in, it's like, no, this is what I do and this is with intentional, intentionality. Um, And so... I was like, yeah, like, I really appreciate that vibe. And I, you know, so she may never listen to this, but if you know Layla and you listen to her as well, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so it kind of led me to be like, how do I make decisions as a business owner? You know, I've been a business owner for a while. And if people say to me that they admire how I do work and how I live my life and how I'm able to do things that most moms, you know, or, ha- you know, have a time freedom that most moms don't have, then what are some of the things that I've done to get to this point? What are some of the things that I intentionally do to stay on track, to hit my goals? And what are some of the things that I teach my clients to do so that we all operate in excellence and really, you know, spend time doing the things that is going to move the needle and making decisions that's good for ourselves and for our business and really understanding the feelings 
behind what we do and what we don't do. <laughs> and so that led me to kind of just want to unpack that today here um, on this episode. I will preface this whole episode by saying in no way, shape or form am I saying uh, that I am perfect, that I've got it all figured out, that, you know, I've reached a level of success that, you know, makes me like hit the top of the mountain top and I'm good. Like I'm always striving to do better, be better. Um, it is in my nature as, you know, a follower of Jesus. Like I want to continue to get like him. So the work is never done. But I definitely really, you know, I'm, I I have to lean into this identity that I've created for myself even more so. Like, I do things with intentionality. I am goal-oriented and focused. And I may have an advantage being a Virgo, but I definitely know that using emotions solely as the basis of your decision-making is very detrimental to the life of your business, to the lifestyle that you probably desire, and to the overall richness of your life. And so there's four uh, feelings that I want to unpack today, and that is fear, shame, um, doubt, and worry. And so I actually wrote a post on my on Facebook too about this, and I just basically said that using fear, shame, doubt or worry to make decisions is a very limiting way to do life. And so I think just that right there is just so much to to like take in, right? But let's unpack them one by one. So when it comes to fear, like I have way too much evidence to know that the attainment of my desires typically, especially because I am someone who believes big and who thinks big and who desires big, like quite truthfully, most people don't even know what I want to do in life, like what I actually desire to have, what I actually desire to do and who I really feel that I'm called to be because I don't want you to think I'm crazy. <laughs> like if I were to tell you like the goals that I have for my business and for the businesses that will be birthed from my business, you'd be like, oh, Tanya's crazy. Like what, what makes her believe that she will be able to do that in her lifetime? And even if I do a fraction of what I desire to do, I will still be more productive, more successful, and more goal-oriented, and more, I'll have more than the average person. And it's not a competition, but I don't, we're not here, we're, this isn't a dress rehearsal, right? This life that we live is not a dress rehearsal. So I want to live it up, and I want to do everything that is in my heart's desires, because I feel like, to me, anyway, those are marching orders, right? Like, if I desire to, you know, be able to spend time with my kids and, you know, be a house, a high earning housewife, then that is like, I'm going to do everything in my power to do that. Right. So when it comes to fear, I have way too much evidence to know that like what I want, what I desire is most often on the opposite side of fear. And so there's so many times in my business that I've had to make a decision that I had to ignore fear. Investing in a coach, I ignore, ignored the fear. <laughs> Live streaming, I ignored the fear. Starting a podcast, I ignored the fear. Raising my prices, charging twenty, thirty thousand dollars for coaching, I ignored the fear. Right, like there was nothing about obviously knowing that I'm like my value can't be contained in five figures. So like there's obviously that, but 
going from charging, you know, 5K to 8K to 10K to, like, you know, there's definitely some fear around that. Like, what if, what happens if, right? These are questions that you ask yourself when you're deciding to up level, when you're deciding to do the big thing, right? Like, I knew that there, there was a, there's a chance that the people that I, that started, you know, following me when I was charging $4,000 probably won't want to continue to work with me or follow me when I'm charging more, right? Like there's fear behind that. Like the, the unknown is like, oh, like how do I make moves knowing that I could be making the wrong choice? But intuitively, I always know one, that if I make a mistake, what the heck's going to happen? Like not much, right? Like (laughs) my business is still here. Life is still happening, right? If I invest in that coach and I don't get the results, oh, well, like money, like I'm not that attached to money that I like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to sit on it and not like figure out a way to make my dreams come true. Like that sounds so weird. Think about it. I'm not going to move forward in this decision to pay the person or the thing or do the thing or invest in the Facebook ads or invest in the, you know, how to learn how to use TikTok or whatever the thing is. I'm not going to do that because I'm scared that it might actually work. That to me is so trippy. Like it is so trippy to me. I'm not going to do the thing that I know could help me because it might not help me. So instead, I'm going to stay stuck because I've gotten comfortable with being uncomfortable so much so that I don't even want to risk getting out of my uncomfortability. What? That's why when I think of fear in making decisions, I don't use that rationale. I I can't I can't live in that. I'm not going to fear getting to the other side more than getting to the other side. Like I need to see if I can make it work. Like maybe it's like the competitor in me, like, oh, I can't do this. Well, let me try. <laughs> you know, like I just, I don't know. That's just me. So I, I try to have grace for people who live in fear because I know like we live in a world that loves to glorify fear and we live in a world that makes what we define what safe is and especially in America like safe for a long time was having a nine to five um safe for a long time was you know not investing a lot in 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 things that were risky quote-unquote risky like cryptocurrency like there's so many things that we've we see as safe or we've seen societally as safe that now like it doesn't make sense college. I could talk about college and how that's not so safe. Let's let's actually double back to the nine to five. For those of you who've been following me, you know, like I've literally gotten laid off from every job I've ever had. (laughs) Like, and I, I, when I tell you I'm an excellent worker, like I'm highly accomplished. I've never had a job where I did not get promoted in most cases more than once, but companies downsizing most by and large, almost every time. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think and I'm like, yes, every single time it was a corporate restructuring or we were, you know, not keeping this position. And to me, that's not secure. Like the last company that I worked for, I spent almost 10 years with that company. You would think they'd be like, oh, 
we have all of these people who have spent 10 plus years with us. Let's figure out a way to retain them somehow. It was like, nope, you're gone. So I, I would much rather bet on me than bet on the idea that maybe hopefully I get to keep this job for the next 20 years, 30 years, and maybe, maybe this job will give me the security that I need and also help me in my golden years. Like that to me is like, that's, that's the biggest risk right there in and of itself. Okay, so I think I've said enough about fear. <laughs> Let's move into shame. Um, for me, shame is, I don't often feel shame, but when I do, it's more like, why do I feel this? Like I'm more intrigued with why I feel a certain way than like letting that feeling stop me from doing what I know I need to do, if that makes sense. So I'd rather, even if it takes me longer to do the thing, I'd rather stop and unpack some like that feeling and like really like revel in it. And most people like don't want to feel the feelings. But for me, it's like, no, I'd rather understand what this is because why would I feel shame? Like, so let's use an example. One of the things in the past that I felt shame, I guess, I don't know if even the word is shame, but we'll just use shame for this example, was like showing up on video. And I, I don't know, for some reason I was like, oh, live streaming and creating video content for Facebook, my Facebook group, and at the time Periscope. Because one of my coaches that I hired when I first like was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing for real. And I'm going to, you know, start creating coaching packages and not like just do one-off stuff. So I hired this woman who's actually no longer in business. When I hired her, because she was on it. When I tell you she was live streaming and she was like massive content creator and she was so visible. And I was like, I need to be like that. And then she's like, just do it like live stream. And I'm just like, oh, I can't. And she was just like, why? Like, what what's going to happen? What do you think? And I, and I was just like, I don't know. I just feel like, why, why would someone want to see me? And I also felt, and I had like this kind of like identity crisis, imposter syndrome thing going on. Because I was like, I know how to help people build businesses. Because naturally, I've been helping people on the side already doing the thing. Just not really owning that I'm doing the thing kind of doing it behind the scenes. And also I spent 20 years in, you know, management, marketing, sales. So I know a thing or two about this, but there was something about like not fully having like my business established yet. There was something about like not being able to say at that time that, oh, I have thousands of testimonials or even tens of testimonials. Like there was something about that that felt weird to me. And then finally I realized, like, because part of it is, like, what is the thing? What is the feeling? And then what's the truth? And so the truth is, I don't need, you don't need testimonials to prove that you know how to do something. And once I, once I, like, got that over that, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm an expert. Like, I've studied, I went to college. (laughs) I have a career. I have tangible evidence. I may not have, you know... 20,000 pages full of testimonials and all the receipts, but I have some, like I I do have some. 
And so the kind the shame kind of dissipated because I was just like, okay, you're just using that as an excuse to not do the thing. And so that's why I want you to unpack like what when you do feel shame, like why? And what is the truth? And really, why why do you feel compelled to not do the thing? And why would you rather sit in the shame instead of unpacking it to move forward? Okay, so let's move into doubt. This one to me is so fun because I love, I shouldn't say love because who loves being like in the unknown, but I really and truly don't need to see it to believe it. In other words, one of the things I desire to have, and I know I can have it, but it's like, should I make this big ticket purchase, um, is a Tesla. Like, I really believe that that probably is going to be my next car. Now, I don't know. I might. Okay, so side note. <laughs> It's either between a Tesla or a Telluride. What? I don't know. I love them both. And I, I, I am a girl of luxury, so I do like the idea of having a Tesla. But them Tellurides can get it. I don't know. It's so weird. Side note, right? Huge side note. But I know that it is an investment in my like in my life in top, on top of having this baby, having another baby, buying a house, doing all the things. My daughter's about to go to college. So there's like so many things that I could be spending money on and that I will be spending money on, right? And so, I, like, I don't think like, oh, I these are things that I desire to do. Can I do them? Or like the whole doubt thing to me is just weird. I'd rather see evidence and feel evidence. And so evidence to me happens two ways. One, my heart's desire. That's the evidence. Like if I desire to have something, to me it means it's available to me. Like I don't need to like be shown some sign somewhere like, oh yeah, like don't worry, it's gonna happen. <laughs> like the the fact that I desire to have something to me is the confirmation. That, that to me removes the doubt because I know I can have it because I desire to have it. Does that make sense? And then second of all, seeing other people, like most people, and this is why um, I don't really get the feelings of jealousy because I'm like, why would you be jealous? Like when I see another, especially a black woman, when I see a black woman having million dollar days, I'm like, oh yeah, swing that, honey, get it girl. Like get you the, like get you all the sales. I pray over her. I pray over her business. I pray over her, like those incoming clients, like y'all about to have a time. Because I know, like, if she had, if she's able to do that, I I understand that she's she's probably so excited, right? Like she's probably maybe she's nervous, right? Maybe she has some fear, like having that amazing sales performance. But now I see the work for her, and I'm excited for that for her, and I see the transformation that's going to come from her clients, and I'm excited for that. And naturally, my next thought is, I I know that's happening for me too. I know that I'm going to look back on this day that I'm recording this and be like, whoa, on the podcast, I talked about having million dollar days and look at me having million dollar days. Like I don't, when I see someone having the success that I desire, that to me is like so dreamy. It's so dope. That's why I don't understand feelings of jealousy. Cause I'm like, why would you be jealous of someone who has what you desire? It literally is proof that it's available to you too. More please, like all the abundance, everything, all that we desire and always, always. Like that's how I am. So that's when I say doubt 
it's like for me it's it's something that I've learned to really have fun with because all I want to do is figure out how to collapse time and be in the the vibe of collapsing time to get that thing and so one of my favorite verses is Hebrews 11 1 and it's faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we cannot see so for me as you know a woman of God I rather be faithful than be doubtful. And if the thing never happens, I'm still faithful because that's who God called me to be, a woman of faith. How dare I be doubtful when I have the opportunity to be faithful? It's a choice, right? I can either choose to have doubts and and wallow in that and feel what that feels like, or I can have faith and have fun along the way and be hopeful and be excited and be grateful for what I already have, right? And in that, I end up getting the thing anyway. The feelings of hope and faith and, and, and gratitude bring me closer to the thing anyway. So why would I be doubtful when I know it's not going to produce results? I know being in feelings of doubt is counterproductive to being productive, right? So there's so many things that don't serve me in the feelings of doubt that it's unnecessary for me to stay there too long. Now, I'm human, okay? We all are, right? So I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, yay, everything's happening for me. And I wake up, just I jump out of the bed and I'm skipping up, like, like, n- no. I, obviously, I have feelings of doubt. But what I'm saying is I choose to not stay there. And I choose to really stay focused on what is true. And know that I have a choice to be faithful or doubtful, and I'm choosing faithful all day, every day. Okay, worry. So this to me is, uh, we all worry, right? So again, I'm not saying that like we're perfect beings and no one's worrying. But for me, I've learned to quickly step into gratitude first and also prayer. Prayer for me works so well, counteracting worry. So I will say, um, my upbringing, my mother is a very worrisome person. She worries about everything. She worries about everyone. She, she, her Facebook friends, people across the country that she's never met, um, world issues, everything. <laughs> she wor- when I tell you everything, I mean it. Okay. Like, Butter pecans off the the menu at Dunkin's. We're worrying. Like it's like, oh my god, I fear for those people who like I like worry. <laughs> they can't have their butter pecan coffee. Like th- that type of worry. So I have the ability, based on association and based on my upbringing, to literally just sit and worry all the time. And of course, with worry comes doubt. But I choose again to know that I get to pray. And I get to be hopeful. And I get to tell God what I need and thank him for it. So in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ. So, You know, I love to talk scripture, but I don't really, I'm not going to, you know, because some people are like, ah, I get it. 
But it's to me a reflection of like what our options are. It's like, I could say, I'm going to worry about all the things. I'm going to worry about, am I going to hit my sales goal? I'm going to worry about, will I be able to find top talent to fill these jobs? I could worry about my daughter and, you know, all the things that could happen to her with school. Is she going to like her, you know, her teachers? Uh, is she going to get good, good grades? Is she going to get into college? Like, I could worry about those things or I could pray over her and I could lift her up and I could encourage her and I can, you know, really future pace and think about the possibilities that we have, you know, available to us, right? I could really start praying over the people that I desire to have on my team. Instead of worrying about it, I could really start being intentional and fasting and, and thinking and spending time in thought and, and, and preparing my business and my onboarding process to be able to, you know, bring in and call in those employees, right? Like that to me is so much more fun and, and future pacing and thinking and dreaming and, and praying and organizing and planning. That to me is way more fun than worrying about, am I going to find that top talent? I'm just going to assume. And part that was something that I didn't even plan to say, but like assumptions to me are so much better than all of these feelings. I'd rather assume the best despite the feeling. And that takes practice. You're not going to just wake up and be like, okay, I'm, I've always feared the things, but now I'm just going to assume the best. Like, <laughs> I know that. But that's why I'm, I'm really encouraging you to like take this seriously and think when I'm making decisions for my business, whether it's investing in some, a coach or a mentorship or a group or a course or, you know, doing the thing or buying the ads or, you know, taking a leap of faith or quitting my job. Because some of you, now this is real talk. Some of you who are listening to this need to quit your job and work on the business but you're too scared to do it. Some of you need to go ahead and invest in the Facebook ads or the, Twi- or the TikTok ads or the Pinterest ads and just do the thing. Some of you who I'm talking to right now who's scared to, sh- to sell your stuff, you should be doing outreach, but you're not. Some of you right now who are listening should be live streaming at least once a week, but you're not. Some of you who are listening right now have it in your heart like you've been called to TikTok but for some reason you won't do the thing for some reason you won't create content for TikTok and you you have it in your heart to do so some of you have been really desiring to do reels and and make Instagram your your place of lead generation and take it seriously but you haven't been some of you are listening to this podcast right now And no good and well, you should have a podcast of your own, but you don't. Some of you know that you should be charging more for your services, but you're not. And that's what I'm talking about. So it's how do I get out of where I am making decisions that are good for me and good for my business, despite what I fear, despite what I doubt, despite the shame that I might feel And despite the worry that I may have prior to, in the middle of, and after. Because, let's face it, when we get to the goal, we might still fear. Because then there's a new level of fear, right? And new new levels, new levels, right? So we may still have fear. We may still have shame. We may still have doubt. And so that, for me, it's like, if I'm going to be in fear and not live the life I desire, 
and, and I probably might be fearful in the life I do desire, I'm going to go ahead and live the life I desire. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do the things I need to do because fear never goes away. No, I've never met a person who's like, oh yeah, I'm done with fear. Like I've removed it from my life and I've never felt fear since. Like you do f- deal with fear, but it's dealing with it. Like that's the whole point. Like how do we deal with it? So I really just like, if I can impress upon you anything, it's knowing that you get to make decisions without using these these emotions. You get to do that. And you get to make them one day at a time. So let's unpack failure. So for me, like, I don't fear failure either. Like, I know the power, the power of failure. I know the analytics behind failure. I know the clarity behind failure. I know what I learned behind failure. I know what how I can grow as a person, as a business owner, as a strategic thinker behind failure. I'm a Virgo, so we, you know, we're going to analyze anything. <laughs> and failure is a great source of analyzation because you get to know so much about the process that you just tried. So I don't fear failing. I fear failing slowly. I don't want to fail slowly. I don't want to take 10 years to learn how to do something. I want to take 10 days. I want to fail so fast that I'm winning. Do you get that? Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't care about the failure. Let me fail. Hit me. Fail me. Let me, let me get it. Let me get over with. And let me go through that so I can now win. I fear going in the wrong direction for too long. That's what I fear. I fear not learning from my failures. Like how, like that to me is the worst. I fear not using what I learned from my failure. It's one thing to know what happened when you failed. It's another thing to say, okay, now I can do better. I fear not seeing the vision past my failures, to be so caught up in the failure that I can't see the forest or the trees. That to me is failure. Like not failing, but sitting in the failure. I, I fear giving up. That to me is what I fear the most. Like, I don't want to give up. I, I, I want to continue every day to do better and be better. So if you're not where you desire to be, and if you can't see the forest through the trees, I do have some questions for you. When was the last time that you operated in fear? And what was the result? Will you be okay? So ask yourself, will I be okay with not achieving my heart's desires? Will that, will my life be great if I live on and I don't get to do what I desire to do? Here's a good one. Ask yourself this. Why am I so comfortable being uncomfortable? Why am I okay with where I'm at? So much so that I'd rather live in fear and not do the thing then try the thing and know that it might work. What am I like really hiding from? What is the real risk of not taking action? Ask yourself this. What is the opportunity cost of me not moving forward? Meaning if you don't take action, what happens? So what does your life look like now? 
And what is it going to look like if you don't do anything? What does your life look like now? And what could it look like if you take action? Here's another question. What has worrying afforded me so far in life? I love this question. I'm going to say it again. What has worrying afforded me so far in life? Why do I feel shame? And what is the actual truth? Why do I feel shame? And what is the actual truth? What needs to happen in order for me to believe in myself? Because let's be real. Part of these feelings is self-doubt. So why don't I believe in myself? Why don't I believe that when I get the, you know, when I get Facebook ads turned on that I can't make it work? Why do I believe that I can't follow this new coach's direction and get results, right? Why do I believe that investing in mentorship is not going to yield results? What is it about me that I, that I don't believe in? What does my most courageous self look like and how would she move forward with X decision? Okay, so I hope this was helpful. You will learn a lot about yourself uh, and how you move and make decisions when you pause and you lean into these feelings of your actions and also, and most importantly, of your inaction. Okay, so if you have questions about this, definitely hit me up. If you have feedback, at me, at me, at Tanya Rivera Falcone over on Instagram or all the platforms. Uh, I love to see my ladies who are listening. So screenshot this podcast and put it in your story. And let's unpack this even further. I love you ladies and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Activate Your Massive Brand podcast. I so hope you appreciated and enjoyed this episode. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes as well as I would love for you to leave a review. And for doing that, I'm going to give you a free gift. So go over to tanyawalkins.com forward slash free training. And of course, to stay connected, you can follow me across social media at Tanya B. Watkins and be sure to join our Facebook group, Massive Brand Incubator. Until next time.